to Jesus. Two weeks ago, we had our Christmas for Kids event here at Christ the King, and it was a great morning. We had Christmas decorations and Christmas crafts and decorating Christmas cookies and Christmas music and the Christmas story and a bounce house, because you got to have a bounce house, right? And it was a great morning, and we had great weather, and a good time was had by all, almost. There actually were a couple families who came up to me and even to a couple of our, our volunteers visibly disappointed with our Christmas for kids. Can you imagine why? They came up to me and they asked, where are the gifts? And I said, what gifts? And they said, you mean you don't have any gifts for us? That's why we came. Where are all the, the Christmas gifts for us? And he said, well, we have Christmas crafts and the Christmas story about Jesus our Savior and Christmas cookies and a bounce house. Those are our Christmas gift to you. And they said, oh. And they went away disappointed. I don't tell that story just to shame them. I, I tell that story because I think we're all like that. Aren't we? How many times haven't you opened up a Christmas gift and maybe you didn't say it outside, but inside you said, oh. <laughs> How many years haven't you opened up a dozen different gifts and yet you didn't actually get anything that you wanted? Has it happened to you that you, you ripped open that Christmas card only to find a, a picture inside instead of the gift card that you were really hoping for? Oh. How many Christmases have gone by where you've left Christmas thinking, well, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Somehow Christmas has become all about the gifts. And I bet there's even some of you sitting here tonight thinking, when is this going to be over? Right? We want presents. And that's not all bad. Because Christmas really is about the gifts. What do you think the shepherds would have wanted? Imagine being one of those shepherds on Christmas night, keeping watch over their flocks by night. What gifts would the shepherds have wanted? I bet a four-wheeler. Wouldn't that have been great? Right? To drive four-wheelers around instead of having to walk everywhere? How about bathrooms? Or a heated shower? That felt really good. Maybe an electric fence. Then their sheep wouldn't have wandered off in the first place, right? Or a space heater on a cold winter night? Imagine what those shepherds would have wanted. Wouldn't it be cool if we could just go back in time and give them all these things that we take for granted today? They would be amazed at the gifts that we could give them. But none of those gifts, not even a four-wheeler, none of those gifts compare with the gift that God gave them. So that the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. The Lord, God had a greater gift in mind for the shepherds. It was a Savior. The promised Messiah, the Lord. That means God himself. It was God's gift at Christmas was exactly the gift that those shepherds needed. As much as they would have enjoyed a, a pickup truck or heated showers, Savior was exactly the gift that they needed. And here's how you can tell. 
When that angel appeared to the shepherds, what was their reaction? That's the reaction every time sinful people come in the presence of perfection. Have you ever been in a room where you flipped on the light and a mouse has scurried away into the darkness? Or a bug? I hope we don't just have those things in our house. Right? I think it's happened to you too. That's a sinful people in the, the presence of God. Right? When God turns the light on, what do we do? Scurry away. Try to hide. This is why so often people and so often us ignore God or try to avoid God or try to pretend that God doesn't work because maybe if I avoid God or pretend He isn't there then I don't have to feel guilty then I don't have to feel afraid inside. Do you know what? Avoiding or ignoring or pretending God isn't there doesn't make the guilt or the fear go away. God's gift us. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Instead of coming in all of His glory to, to judge those shepherds for their sins, God wrapped Himself up like a little baby and He came to save them. Jesus turns our fear into joy. Instead of coming to, to punish them like their sins deserve, Jesus came to be punished for them, to die on the cross and take their sins away so that they could be forgiven that they could have peace with God. Jesus takes our fear and he turns it into joy, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. That's the gift of Christmas. There's something really hard I have to tell you. But you really have to hear it. Are you ready? The best gift of Christmas isn't an Xbox. I said it. It's also not a car. Do people actually get those? You see it in the commercials. Even if you were to get a car, that wouldn't be the best gift of Christmas. It, it's not even having peace in your family. You know what? An Xbox isn't actually going to make you feel good about yourself. Getting a car isn't actually going to make that feeling of discontentment go away. Even having perfect peace in your family isn't going to make that gnawing sensation in your stomach go away. You, you need something more. You need a Savior. Jesus is the gift of Christmas. We couldn't go to God and so God came to us. We couldn't save ourselves and so God saved us. There is someone who loves you so much that He died for you. There is someone who has planned out every single day for the rest of your life. There is someone who has prepared a special place for you in heaven. There is someone who is with you always. There is someone who takes away your guilt and your fear and your worry. It's Jesus. I talk with those families that are Christmas for kids. My, my heart hurt for them. The gift of Christmas is Jesus. Today in the town of Savior, uh, uh, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Jesus is the gift of Christmas. But Jesus isn't the only gift of Christmas. In fact, you could even say that Jesus isn't the greatest gift of Christmas. Does that sound wrong? About a thousand years ago, there was a Christian pastor and preacher named St. Bernard. 
And now for what I say next to make sense, you have to know that St. Bernard is actually a person. It's not a dog. Okay, I'm not talking about a dog. St. Bernard was a person, and he wrote a thousand years ago that there's more than one miracle at Christmas. It's a miracle that God could take on our human flesh. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that the Virgin Mary could give birth to a child. It's impossible. It's a miracle. But that's usually where we stop. God became a human being. Mary gave birth to a baby. Amen. But St. Bernard said, there's actually one more miracle at Christmas time. And it's the greatest one of them all. You guess what it is? He said, the greatest miracle is that Mary and the shepherds believed it. The greatest miracle at Christmas time is that God gives people faith to believe in what he's done for us. That means that God actually gives us two gifts at Christmas. He gives us the, the gift of Jesus our Savior and God gives us the miraculous gift of faith in Jesus as our Savior. About a month ago I was talking to one of my, my pastor friends and you could tell that he had something he had to get off his chest. And he said to me, people at my church are hearing about Jesus, but it's not taking root in their lives. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, people say that they're all about Jesus, and then they work themselves to death. People say that they're all about Jesus, and then they're filled with anxiety about money and stuff. People come to church, and then they go home, and spouses won't even talk to each other. Children complain about everything. How is that? Why is that? They're hearing about Jesus, but it's not doing anything to change their lives. As I heard him talk, maybe a better word would be to say, as I heard him rant, somebody immediately came to my mind. As I heard him describe these people, do you know who came immediately to my mind? But some of you are afraid I'm going to say your name. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing, wasn't it? The person who came to mind was was me. All those things he was describing it happens to me all the time. I, I can write a nice devotion about peace and share it with all of you, and then in the next minute be so angry that I can't hardly think. I can preach a sermon about hope in Jesus and go home feeling hopeless. I can counsel a couple on their marriage and then go home and snap at my wife or snap at my kids. Everything he was talking about is me. It's one thing to know the facts. Jesus came to save the world. It takes a, another gift from God to actually believe what that means for me and what that means for you. So think again about those shepherds. The angel came to them and told them they had to go and find this baby in Bethlehem. Do you know what they didn't say? It's really amazing. What the shepherds didn't say. They didn't say, we'll check our calendar. You ever notice that's not part of the Christmas story? They didn't say, well, we'll check our calendar. Wait, a week from Tuesday after our lunch break, we can fit them in. Right, with 15 minutes a week from Tuesday after lunch work. They didn't have to check their calendars. There's something almost as equally amazing. They didn't say, we'll see how the game's going. And if it's a ball in the second half, then we'll pop over. 
What did the shepherds do? They believed it. They dropped everything and they went and they saw Jesus and they returned with joy and nothing else had changed in their lives. They still had to sleep outside on the hard ground. It was still cold. They still had nothing but them and their sheep. And yet they had joy because God gave them the two gifts of Christmas. The gift of a Savior and the gift to believe it. Think about Mary. Or imagine what Mary's Christmas night was like. At the end of our service tonight, we're going to sing Silent Night, Holy Night, All is Calm, All is Bright. It's a beautiful song. But I don't think that was true for Mary. Do you remember what Mary did on Christmas night? She gave birth to a baby, her first child, with no pain medicine, in a stable, with just Joseph there. How do you think Christmas night went for Mary? It wasn't silent. There must have been lots of screams and cries and blood and tears. And then when the baby actually came out, all of a sudden these smelly guys from the country come in and they say, where's the baby? We want to hold the baby. Have you ever heard how mad Mary was on Christmas night? No, because she wasn't. Even after the hardest night of her life, we're told that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. God gave Mary the two gifts of Christmas. The gift of a Savior and the gift of, to believe it. That's what I want for you tonight. It's not enough to just come and, and hear the Christmas story again. It's not enough to just come and, and hear the, the facts about Jesus. Because then you'll go right back out and you'll look for that one perfect gift that you need to be happy. Or you'll go search for that one job that'll finally make you feel like you're a worthy person. Or you'll go look for that one relationship where you'll finally feel loved. And it's not enough to just hear the story. You can come to church on Christmas Eve and still miss the gifts of Christmas. And if you do, it'll show It'll show in the way that you're obsessed with your job. It'll show in the way that you treat other people like they're objects. It'll show in the way that you treat your stuff as if it's going to last forever. It'll show in the way that you don't have time for God. You've got too many other important things to do. Before that happens to you, I want to make sure you understand the two most important words in the whole Christmas story. And they're these two words. To you. The angel came to those shepherds and he says, a, a Savior has been born to you. This will be a sign to you. Do you hear the repetition? To you. To you. To you. Everything that happened on Christmas night was something that happened to you. It's not just a nice story to fill in hours before you go home and eat and open presents. The Savior who was born was born for you. This salvation Jesus brings, He brought for you this hope and peace that Jesus brought. He brought them for you. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Here's going to be a test. Soon you're going to take down all the Christmas decorations. 
If when you take down the Christmas decorations, it feels like Christmas is over, then you never really celebrate Christmas. Soon the relatives are going to go back home. It's just going to be you and your family at your house. And when all the relatives leave, if it feels like Christmas is over, then you never really celebrate Christmas. When you take the Christmas tree down, the joy goes away. Then you didn't have the real joy that Jesus came to bring. Because these gifts that God gives us at Christmas, they're gifts that last forever. You don't ever have to put Jesus in a box and put him away on the shelf. Jesus' love is unfailing. Jesus' forgiveness is over and over and over for every sin, every time. The, the hope and the joy and the peace that Jesus came to bring you, it's something that, that never ends. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. It didn't mean that Mary's life was going to be easy. Soon she and Joseph and Jesus had to flee for their lives and go to a foreign country, Egypt, because Herod was trying to kill all the babies. Later on, she was going to watch that own son, the son of Mary and the son of God, die on the cross. Can you imagine watching that? What was Mary going to have left? Just these words. A Savior has been born to you. You're going to have dark nights in your life, lonely nights, days when it feels like you've got nothing left except you have this. A Savior has been born to you. One day you're going to face the, the biggest darkness. You're going to face death itself. And on that day, all your strength, all your might is going to go away. You're going to have nothing except you're going to have these words. Savior has been born for you. Tomorrow at the end of our Christmas Day service, we're going to sing a, an old Christmas song. Maybe one you don't know so well. It's called, Lord Jesus Christ, Your Manger Is. And the last verse of that song, it, it goes like this. The world may hold her wealth and gold, but you, my heart, keep Christ as your true treasure. To Him hold fast until at last a crown is yours and honor in, whole, in full measure. The world may hold her wealth and gold, but you, my heart, keep Christ as your true treasure. It's the gift of Christmas. The gift of a Savior, Jesus Christ, who came for you and he came for me. And the gift of God to believe it. Amen. Let's say a prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, uh, this night of your birth, we give you thanks for, for coming. You came to be our Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, God himself. Dear Lord Jesus, you're not the only gift. You also give us faith in you. But we have to confess that often in our lives we, we hear the facts, but we don't apply them to our lives. We come to church and we go home and we argue and we hate. We say bitter things. We're discontent. Say, Lord Jesus, we ask that you give us this gift tonight. Not only the gift to know the details of your birth, but give us the gift to believe it. Give us the gift to have the message of your hope and peace change our lives. To you be the glory. Amen.